Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to bring you inspiring interviews with people who are sharing their passion for gratitude, self-love, and kindness. On today's episode, I'm so excited to welcome Melanie Sodka. Melanie is a gifted speaker, writer, and a capacity creator. She went from burnout and overwhelm in her own life to creating a business that helps others to create more capacities in our lives. We talk about how empowering it is to say no. Melanie has also been featured in a TEDx talk. Please join us for a wonderful interview with Melanie Sodka. Hey everyone, Julie Boye here. I am really enjoying connecting with so many wonderful people for this self-love project. And today I get to welcome our wonderful friend, Melanie Sodka. Welcome. Hi. So Melanie and I met many years ago um, through a beautiful uh, networking event in Hamilton. And Melanie was one of the speakers. And she just blew me away with how she connected with people her heart of gold and her desire to be of service to others. Um, so I gifted her my book and that opened a conversation for us about gratitude. And we actually, you know, our relationship kind of grew off and on. I went to some of her events and we randomly met up at another big event, the Archangel Summit. So it's been really fun to sort of, we sort of show up in each other's lives at the right time. And Melanie is uh, the founder of Capacity Creator, which is a newer venture, but I've seen it grow in such a beautiful way. And I, you know, she sent, this is how this interview came about is she sent an email this morning to her list. And I was like, yeah, you're totally aligned with exactly what I'm sharing. And your message is what I need to share with others. So Melanie, if you could just sort of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today, you know, with Capacity Creator. Yes, of course. Well, first of all, thank you for for having me here. It's always amazing. We always have these great um, conversations. You know, we've had one right before we we started recording, and so I'm very grateful for you and the work that you're doing, Julie. Yeah. So, capacity creator is you know was really born out of a (laughs) a state of burnout, um, which is interesting because you know things don't. I don't know. You don't really create, or you, you really shouldn't be working when you're when you're burnt out. But you know, if we take us back, you know, a few years, the doctor had written me off, and that's what I wrote about this morning about how, you know, I just kept going back to the doctors over and over again because I was suffering from all these like weird things like hair loss and skin issues and nosebleeds, etc. And the doctor was like, you know what, you've been here way too many times. I know what's wrong with you. And she wrote me this, you know, this note on her notepad, and she handed it to me, and it said that this patient is disabled for one month. And I was like, hell no, I don't have time to be off for a month. Like, what is this? And so she, um, I, I negotiated a week. I was like, okay, I can, I can do a week. Mm-hmm. So I took the week and really did some deep self-reflection to understand, you know, what it was that made me hit this burnout stage and how I could you know, recover from this quickly, but how can I help other people recover and get out of this, this state? And so that's just where I just really went in deep into the research and observing and watching people and listening to people and how they would describe their commitment tendencies and their overindulgent behaviors, really just to understand uh, what it was that was making people say yes a lot and, and what it was that was stopping them from saying no too much. And it was not about time management. It was really about creating capacity. Right. That's a really great use of language, right? Because I feel like time management 
it's overused, it's misunderstood, it doesn't feel good anymore because it's like, I don't know how to actually manage this type of thing. Like, it's <laughs> right. Not, right, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And what was it, what was the career though that you were doing that was burning you out? Because I actually remember when I met you, which was before all this happened, I was like, she does have a lot going on on her plate. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what it was that sort of, you know, got you to that moment. Is it career? Is it family? Was it too much of everything saying yes to too many things? Yeah. All of the above. I was really overcommitted. I was saying yes to every single opportunity. And I get that we, we, we enter into this phase in our career where, you know, we want to do as much as we possibly can to build the resume, build the experience, market ourselves, you know, grow and, and professionally and personally. But, you know, there's a point where there's, there's a tipping point. And, and um, when we say yes too much, this is where we just exhaust ourselves. And then we become good at nothing, right? So we say yes to everything, right. good at nothing. Um, and so that was happening. I was a professor. I was starting a, an entrepreneurship incubator. I was speaking. Um, I was on podcasts. Um, and you know, the, 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 the part of the story that is a bit of a catalyst to capacity creator is the day that I got diagnosed with burnout and sent home was the same day that I received a call to say that I had been the recipient of a 40 under 40 award. And I was ecstatic, but I was so conflicted. And, you know, I wrote about that in the article because at times we're rewarded for this overcapacitating state right? Like we run after these accolades and these um, honorable mentions and all of this recognition, but what are we actually sacrificing? And the ultimate sacrifice is health. And that's what was happening. So, you know, it was just really stepping back and I had to resign and resignment is a huge part of all of this too. And I resigned uh, from a position um, with one of the the big founding commitments that I had and uh, I freed up the time freed up some space. Yeah. That's a tough decision though, right? Cause you're balancing family, you're balancing a work commitment, you're balancing revenue, you're balancing yeah. new and creative ideas that you want to do. So to say, to actually like resign and say, I'm done with this chapter in my life takes yeah. a lot of courage. I have to say it's not easy, especially when you, you've won an award for the way that you worked so hard in your overcapacity. It's so funny. Like many times I'm over 40 now, so it's not relevant, but many times I was like, Oh, I just want to win an under 40 under 40 award. But I, because my business is first and foremost in health, I've, I just, that can't be something that I sacrifice because my foundation business is about staying healthy and creating wellness in your life. So if I go down that path of letting my health go, then that's, that doesn't really align with the business that I, that I support. Right. And that's the thing is you have to stay in alignment. And that's sort of where when you shifted to do capacity creator, you had to actually create the capacity for it. Right. Or else it was not in alignment. Well, this is it. And like, it's such a simple formula and it's just something that we're like, okay, duh, like that. Yeah. That, of course that makes sense, but we don't practice it. And it's when we say yes to something, we also have to say no to something else. And the reverse applies. So when I said no yeah. um, to this committee or to this project that I was building from the ground up, 
I said no to it, but I was saying yes to other things. I had two babies at the time. I was saying no to them a lot um, and time with, you know, no to time with them a lot. And that just became unacceptable. Um, we'd become blinded um, by like fame and recognition and, you know, all these these, you know, extrinsic motivations yeah. that um, we need to start paying attention to, to what it is that we really love and cherish in our lives. And I think too, that when we think about self-love, like part of self-love for some of us is actually being with our kids like that. Yeah. It, it's different for every parent, but for me, part of that self-love is actually knowing and understanding that being with my daughter, as hard as it is to spend so much time with my daughter because we homeschool. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. But would I have it another way? I don't know. Like I ask that question now, like, you know, now that she's not, her anxiety is a lot better and she doesn't have the separation anxiety, you know, would you send her back to school? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know right. now because that those moments in the day where I just get to hug my child, like I look at that as a moment of just self-love because that is such a beautiful connection with my child. So absolutely um, shifting gears because sure. I want to make sure we talk about something really special that, uh, you had the chance to speak on a TEDx stage. I did. And this is a really, a lot of people had this goal, right? Myself right. included, like this is a big deal. Yes. And I'm wondering if you can just tell us a little bit about what you spoke about and kind of what your experience was like for that. Sure. Yeah, the TEDx was, yeah, like you said, so many of us want to be on this stage um, for different reasons. I mean, for me, it was a challenge. It was also a way to elevate my message and to reach more people. And that's what I really, you know, that's what I would I always want to do with this. And so um, I applied and the theme was the systems of everything. Now, TEDx's are obviously independently organized across um, Canada and the United States. So depending on who's hosting and what the theme is, um, you know, you, you have to align your messaging to that. Yes. And the systems of everything at first was like, oh no, how am I going to, wait a minute, we have so many systems in our lives right now to make things easier and faster and bigger. And that's essentially what is depleting our capacity. So, you know, in that like brilliant moment, I was like, okay, I got this. Yeah. And so it was just a matter of crafting the message in a way that I can do in 15 minutes, um, that I could give enough research and frameworks and give people an experience, right? Like I really, in my, in my talking, in my speaking career, in my teachings, I want to give people like a visceral experience where they feel um, something and they're doing something. So that's always part of the way that I strategize. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of the hardest discussions the, and, and talks that I've ever prepared because you have to stay on point. You have to get that message across within 15 minutes. So there's, you don't want to memorize because you don't want to be, you know, robotic up there. Yep. <laughs> um, but I walked off the stage and I like almost fell to my knees in gratitude, in exhaustion, in like, just like just being so proud of, of being able to, to do this and to accomplish it. So it was wild. It was a beautiful community in Windsor that welcomed me with open arms. Um, you know, you get the coaching that we needed. It was a four step application process. So they really vet people, um, which is good because they, they hold the integrity of, of their speakers. And I'm still in touch with a lot of these people. Um, so very proud, really cool experience. If any of your listeners, you know, are thinking about it, apply fine. And I was four hours away to this yeah. one. So it wasn't even part of my own community, but figure out where it is, figure out your message and how it applies to the theme and just go for it. Just try it out. 
I love that you actually went through the whole process as someone from outside of the community and then earned your spot. I think there's this like assumption that, you know, a TEDx is just based on people that are already in their community, that they're just going to pick from the people they know. And I love that you actually were a complete outsider that found a way to share your message in a way that was serving others that were coming to this event and looking for this specific theme. And I think, um, you know, being of service to others is another way that we talk about self-love. It's actually one of my core sort of values is being of service to others. Like I wake up every day and say, thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and make a difference in this world. So being of service, like literally for me is actually part of being who I am and the person that I am, which is why I like to do things like this, that, you know, I can just share these beautiful interviews with people just as a gift, because I'm letting them in on these intimate conversations that they might not hear elsewhere. So you have been through a lot from that moment when the doctor wrote you the note of like, you need to be off for a month and you negotiated a week, which that in itself is very interesting. But the Melanie of today, who yes. you know, runs Capacity Creator, is still a professor, is still a mom, is yeah. growing her business, is growing her speaking. How do you still engage in self-love um, in, in today's day and age? Yeah. Um, it's funny because, you know, one of the four states of capacity that, um, you know, that I, that I put into a framework is all about restorative, which is with your theme about self-love. And, um, I, uh, self-admittedly am not the greatest. I have a lot of room for opportunity there because I have to consider and really remind myself what is self-love like what is restorative capacity and it is like hobbies it's the things that regenerate you that you know really rejuvenate you and and it's hard because when I do this type of thing when I have these types of conversations with beautiful humans like yourself this is restorative yeah this is self-love this is not like oh I got a call in an hour it's not I mean this is we get to share with people a gift and we hope that people can do something with this to better their lives or enhance or shift their perspective. You know, when I write these emails or I write content, like for me, that's restorative. Um, you know, some people it's yoga, some people, but writing and creating content and, and thinking is, is about self-love. It really is because when I grow, I'm able to help others grow. Um, so, but, but I challenge myself a lot because you know, is that really, is it, is it holistically good for my body? I don't know. Could I be running more? Probably. Could I be walking more? Probably. Um, so I, I need to, to pay attention to that narrative, yeah. but I have to be okay with this too, because this is, this is a, a beautiful gift that I want to hang on to for as long as I can. Cause it feeds my soul. I love so much that you said that about just being in conversation with someone can be a gift of self-love because I mentioned in our, you know, we were chatting before we recorded that an unexpected gift for me is doing these conversations. Yes, that's right. How amazing I feel the rest of the day when I have these conversations to start my day. And it is an act of self-love because it's creating community between two people. But then we know that this is getting shared with others. And so we're actually creating a whole community of people that get to be a part of this really amazing movement. Yes. Now, 
you have some exciting stuff happening very soon. So depending on when you're listening to this, can you give us a little bit of a hint about what you're launching? Yes, of course. Um, so my online course is is up and, and, and running or will be if you're listening to it today. But, it, you know, and essentially for people who are listening to it a little bit later, it's ready. Yeah. And it is like under an hour of a content divided into snippets of video modules. And I have, you know, podcast snippets and bonus footage and, um, you know, worksheets that you can download and you can use by yourself with your spouse, with your children, with your, whoever it is that you want to share it with your teams at work. So this stuff applies to everybody. And so I'm, I'm crazy excited about it because it's been like this labor of love for the last three years. And, you know, it's, it's a starting point. It's, it's to help people understand what capacity means, yeah. how to leverage it, how to um, really build it into your everyday language so that I can shift your perspective. So that, yeah, that is, is available. You can um, actually find that online um, at capacitycreator.com and you can, you can register there. There's a whole bunch of free resources there too, podcasts, articles. Um, so lots, lots to share with people. Well, and I'm going to make sure that uh, those that are seeing this video, it's going to be on the same day that you officially launch your course so that it will be live when people <laughs> see this video. And I want to, hopefully our conversation can also help people direct traffic back to your website to really see this beautiful course that you put together. I know you put a lot of time and effort and financial resources to put this together. So I cannot yeah. wait. Thanks, Julie. Um, and what is, is your podcast also just, is it called Capacity Creator? It sure is. Okay. Yep. I uh, didn't really go on to the uh, creative loop to change anything, but it's called Capacity oh, Creator. Um, so where I do, uh, where I do interview different people about their take on capacity and coming up in 2020, um, there'll be a whole new segment and a whole new suite of tools on financial capacity. Oh. So lots to come up on that. Yes. It's a project that I'm working on behind the scenes right now and uh, developing um, yeah, a new tentacle from this business that oh focuses on financial. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited because this is also some of the work that I've been doing too around Oops. financial leadership and masterminding about, you know, how to create different ways of thinking around money and finances and abundance. Cause a lot of the, the stuff that we know and we just hear all the time, it's just not the messaging isn't working anymore. And it's also like not the right message for this day and age. So I'm right. super excited. So we're obviously going to have to have another conversation, you know, in the next six months and I can't great. wait. Yeah. Thanks. This is so <laughs> exciting. So Melanie, so thank you so, so much. Um, I always like to end my conversations with, if you could encourage people to change one habit or to stop doing something or start doing something today, what would that be? And if, I mean, it's great if it's around self-love, but if it's just something around your specialty, which is capacity, yeah. let me know what that would be. Well, I think it falls under both themes of self-love and creating capacity because what I would challenge your listeners and your community to do is to start replacing I don't have time for with I don't have the capacity for that right now. Oh, okay. Say that one more time. Yeah. So switch the language. If you don't have time for something, um, you know, oftentimes like, oh, I just don't have time for that. And that just comes off maybe a little bit more abrupt. And this isn't about other people's feelings, but it's about really respecting your capacity and communicating it in a way that there's this mutual understanding from your perspective. So instead of saying, I don't have time right now, you can just replace it by simply saying, 
you know, I'm sorry, I just don't have the capacity for that right now. I love that language. It's actually the first time I've heard that um, language used for replacing I don't have time, which is, yeah, yeah, it's one of my pet peeves. It's like, that's a choice, right, that we make. And I love where yeah. you put it in the words around capacity because, you know, we may have endless time, but our capacity for each person is different. It's limited and it's based on our choices. So, yeah. I have really, really enjoyed our conversation. This is so wonderful. Um, yes, likewise. CapacityCreator.com. If we want to follow you on social, is it the same or is it your name? Yes. Yeah, so on Instagram, it's Melanie Sodka, like vodka, but with an S. And Facebook, there's a Capacity Creator page. And there's also my personal page, uh, Melanie Sodka. And LinkedIn, you can find me, same as well, Melanie Sodka on there. Um, but yeah, everything on the website will redirect you and you can connect with me directly on email, melanie at capacitycreator.com as well. And we can sign up for your email newsletter through your website, right? Yes. If you go onto my website, here's maybe what your listeners might want to do. If your listeners can create uh, two to three minutes of capacity to take the assessment, I have a free assessment right on my front homepage okay. and you can just go in there and it would give you the results immediately to let you know what state of capacity that you're operating out of in this current moment. Okay. That's great. Yeah. And then they'll get the cool emails. Like I got one this morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then they're, then they're automatically subscribed. I think capacity and email things are, are really connected, but I want to get good stuff in my inbox and I always <laughs> open your emails. So I'm, thank I you. love it. So, oh, thanks. I hope you guys got as much value as I did out of this. I love going back and listening to these videos and getting, taking notes after because there's just so much goodness in here. Thank you so much, Melanie. You're welcome. Thank you, Julie. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. If you'd like to continue your journey with gratitude or stay connected, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. Did you learn something from this episode? Was it of value to you? Please share with your friends and don't forget to add us to your favorites and download the episodes automatically when they are posted. 